Now it's time for the Renewable Energy Hour. Good evening, Mendonesia. My name's Doug Livingston, hosting the Renewable Energy Hour, and normally at this time I would be saying hello to my co-host, Alex Aragon, but he's got other commitments tonight, and I have to do this solo. But I don't really have to do it solo. I have you all I can count on, because the last thing you want is a hour-long monologue from a solar geek, uh, on one particular topic. So as as is usual when when we do a single host show, we usually open up the phone lines and that's what I'm going to do again tonight. Uh, we welcome calls about, you know, troubleshooting your own personal, you know, ancient off-grid solar system. Uh, you're contemplating buying a new grid-tied system. You saw this really cool new technology you wanted to know if I had any opinions about, um, or if any of the other listeners had opinions about, uh, anything related to renewable energy. Did you call into the uh, California Public Utility Commission on the 2nd and, and give them a comment, or even show up in person in San Francisco to make a personal statement to the CBUC about their proposed residential grid-tied solar roof-killing proposals, um, whatever, uh, give give me a call at 895-2448 at any time, and I will pick up the phone. Otherwise, I am going to have to do random monologues, and thank goodness somebody's saving me already, so here we go. Hello, caller, you're live on the air. Hey, Doug, it's Barbara. Hey, Barbara. And I sort of accidentally bought this little personal cooler, air cooler, and I don't know if my system is good enough to handle it. It says... Uh, I think you got your radio on in the background. I do, yeah. I just ran over real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for rescuing me. But all, all callers should know that you should turn your radio off before you call in because there is a seven-second delay and it's very confusing. So, uh, do you know what the the cooler draws? It uh, it says all it says on the back as soon as I get my glass. I just walked in the door and I heard you saying you need callers. <laughs> oh, I got a question. Now you've had one. Okay, it says on the bottom of it AC one hundred dash two forty V. Okay, that's a. Uh, uh, wide range of AC input voltage, so it's running on 120 volts here in the U.S. And it's a battery-operated thing. Battery-operated? That's Yeah, odd. you charge it and then use it, fill it up with water and use it. Oh, so it's evaporative cooling. Yeah. Okay. It's a personal space cooler. Um, uh, uh, I'm... Those are generally pretty low power. You need to keep track of, you know, how charged your batteries are, same as always. Um, but yeah. in, in general, you are probably overflowing most of the summertime, and why not? Okay. Um, but do keep an eye on your batteries and make sure you don't 
go running them too low when you're charging. Uh, okay. My my bigger concern is that you know if you're really using it on a daily basis, you're probably going to wear those batteries out with some regularity, and I hope that's not the bigger expense. Oh. Oh, you mean my giant batteries? No, your your batteries on board this little personal cooling device. Oh, this thing. Yeah, I, I haven't really even opened it yet. I didn't kind of really mean to buy it until. I checked it out to see if I could use it off-grid, and somehow or other, they uh, started sending it to me, so anyway. <laughs> An accidental click. Yeah, I must have. Who well, knows? Yeah, I, I would say go ahead and use it, but keep a close eye on, on how low you're running your batteries. Okay, good. Okay, well, thanks, Doug. You getting some more calls? Uh, not yet. You got another comment or question? Oh, well, let's see. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, well, I'm doing pretty well so far. Nothing seems to be going wrong okay. with that score. All right. Other things are going wrong. The Internet's going wrong. Pacific Internet was I, out of commission for days and sporadically is not working. After your prompt, I now have full lines. Oh, good. Okay, I'll let you go, Doug. All right. Bye-bye, Barbara. Bye. Oh. And I must have hit the wrong button because suddenly everybody dropped. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Oh, hi, Doug. It's Brian Well here from Book Trails near Willits. Hey, Brian. Yeah, hi. How are you doing? All right. Yeah, I'm um, super cool technology uh, developments. I'm sure you're aware of the uh, Tokamak nuclear fusion reactor that's being built in southern France um, near the Cadarach facility. Um, there's 35 nations, actually, including Russia, believe it or not, that are... Uh, f uh, basically financing the project, and it's uh, thought to be probably the biggest machine ever built. It's huge, and um, planned to be and completed in late 2025. And so it's, it's doing magnetic containment fusion? It's, it's nuclear fusion. It's using the same, the same energy and the same process that the sun uses. It's um, mm -hmm. magnetic confinement plasma physics. Um, but it's an extraordinary development, uh, and um, basically, uh, unlike nuclear fission, which has all the, the problems that we are all familiar with. with lots of nasty uh, radioactive yeah. byproducts, and exactly. nuclear fusion nuclear has fusion way, has way, way less. Yeah, well, it has almost none, or way, way less, but basically, um, it's... Um, it, 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 the promise is, is that it could be um, an extraordinary solution to, um, to the world's energy needs. And I believe in Oxford, um, I think earlier this year, they actually managed to create a, a mini version of it. Um, and that's all part of the, you know, basically the, the, the experimental development of this. But um, I'd love your thoughts on nuclear fusion. Um, I'm, I, I'm, excite, I'm excited about its potential in the long run. I'm a little nervous that we're potentially still 20, 30 years out, and we need solutions faster than that right now. Well, they're talking late 2025, which is... Oh, yes, but away. this is an experimental reactor that's not going to no, be... Not, not, not the big, no, the big one in southern France is huge. Uh, the, the experimental one has already been um, has, has been fired up in, right. in Oxford. But no, this is the big one. This is this is the major one. Well, thus thus far, in all the all the smaller ones, uh, we've you know only just barely broken the margin where 
more yeah. energy was released than was put into running the thing. Yeah, initially, that's right, and I think that's, that's where the development comes yeah. in. But I'll, t- I'll take your thoughts off the air, and oh. uh, thanks for picking this up, Doug. All right, sure enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I'm certainly a much bigger fan of nuclear fusion than than nuclear fission, which is what all our standard nuclear power plants run on. Uh, the difference is that uh, once you get past iron on the periodic table, uh, when you break apart an atom, it releases energy. But everything below that, when you merge two atoms together, two nuclei, together uh it releases energy and then he's right that the sun currently operates on fusing basically four hydrogens into one helium and a small amount of mass is converted to energy and it's a huge amount of energy for how small of amount of mass it is e equals mc squared um and uh and it is does not create the vast majority of, you know, radioactive isotopes and leftovers and whatnot that nuclear fission does. There is a fair amount of radiation generated uh, in the fusion process, and that in and of itself creates some unstable isotopes, but it's a tiny, tiny fraction. My bigger concern is, you know, you know how much energy the magnetic containment costs and the cooling that's required to keep the magnet containment going uh, thus far has been you know essentially the same order of magnitude as the amount of energy generated um, and and uh, and and if he's right if they're talking about an actual real power plant and not just a big experiment uh, that would be exciting to see the results of that soon um, but then we will have to duplicate that technology all over the place if it really does turn out to be viable. Um, and that'll take a while. So let's keep doing solar in the meanwhile, which is also nuclear fusion powered. Comments, questions, inputs on that idea? 895-2448. It's the Renewable Energy Hour. You can call in with anything related to the renewable energy world and that includes conservation uh you got an electric car how's that working what brand do you have how have you experienced the uh, availability of charging stations how has your solar system been working was it up to expectations are you not doing a solar system because of the proposed changes to the uh, net metering rules that California Public Utility Commission has put out there? Give me a call. Any of those topics. Anything. There's a color warming my heart. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Uh, this is Frank. I, I heard something that was interesting to me on the radio. I don't think it was on your station. That's all right. But... Polymer crystal batteries, crystal polymer batteries. Uh, have you heard about them? I, I have heard of them. I'm afraid I don't know mo too much about them. Dad, what did you get from what you read or heard? Uh, that they're making them, and uh, that 
the issue is coming to scale. But uh, you get rid of that lead acid battery. Uh, sounds pretty interesting to me. Yeah. Anyway, maybe somebody else knows more. Yeah. Thank maybe, you. Maybe, sure enough, anybody who knows about polymer and basically plastic um, batteries, uh, give us a call and fill me in because I'm afraid I don't know too much. Uh, certainly, uh, lead acid batteries are not ideal, and I'm warming up more and more to the whole lithium iron uh, phosphate batteries, a particular subclass of the lithium ion batteries for renewable energy storage systems. Um, I think I think you missed the uh, the punchline. Oh, what was the punchline? Polymer line? crystal. Polymer crystal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm pulling them up on. Uh... Okay, I'm going to get off your line. All Thank right, you. take care. Now I'm not seeing a specific article on batteries. Oh, it's the electrolyte, solid polymer. Electrolytes. Now, how can electrolyte be a solid? That's actually confusing to me. Um, and I'm. Oh, it does have. Oop! It does have lithium in it. But I'm not sure how you could do a solid electrolyte. But I guess as long as it's conductive. It would work, um, and perhaps it would have much greater longevity or something. I, I do not know the pros and cons. And to me, it still seems like it's uh, in the beta testing stage. But maybe maybe someone else out there knows more about it than I do. I can't do my research online right now. 895-2448. Do you know about polymer batteries or have you got something else hello caller you're live on the air what's on your mind hey thanks for doing this the alternative energy hour is where we're going to find our answers for what's happening on the planet for the future something turn off your lights yeah turn, turn off, off your lights. lights turn off your lights no. when you're not using them turn off all kinds of things when you're not using them i, I used to have to say save an equal save a dime but i still think that the grocery stores and the banks and the shopping carts you know, the, the, what do you call it, Walmart, the big ones, the big, the, just the parking, parking, like school, schools and all the buildings that have the, um, security lights. Turn. Yeah, just out in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, they say 90% of the lights that are used are, are, you know, like not really necessary. I mean, yeah. way, do we need to have all those lights on the ceilings and stuff. Well, anyway, that's not, that's part of it. I, I'm, I'm a dreamer of, um, ocean. I want to get desalinization of the waters from the ocean so that we can have fresh water from the sea and we can somehow save the islands that are in the, in the beaches that are being flooded because of the melting icebergs. If we could figure out how to get the chemicals out of the ocean, but do it in balance and harmony. Well, we can, we, we can do it with, uh, with reverse osmosis. Uh, it, the issue is it's fairly expensive to do because of the electricity okay, costs. Okay, but but one, th one thing that I want to see happen is have us put in more solar than we can use. 
Just think of the ocean, though. And, well, no, no. Just, this is this is going this is going that direction. Putting more solar yeah. than we can use on the grid, so that we have it pretty much all the time when the sun is up, and whenever there's more solar than we can use, those plants start putting their energy into other places like making hydrogen or, in your case, running desalination plants. And, well, and I think if it, if it can be done in balance and harmony, because we got to honor and respect Mother Nature. The fact that we live in this planet that's as beautiful as it is. The biodiversity, the trees, the water, the fishes, the, the us humans, the, you know, everything. It's just magical. It's a miracle. Uh, and you got to start from a position of thanksgiving. Yeah. Because yep. if we don't have mercy and grace and, and, and blessed, just, you know, blessed be. We are being blessed by we, having whatever sprinkling of time that we have. We have been blessed by this miracle of a universe. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, well, if we and, can start from some positive note, I do no harm. I himself do no harm. Well, he's smart. Here, here. If we, can figure, if we can figure this one out, it has to do with gardens. And air and oxygen and water because everybody benefits. We all profit when everybody's so close in the house. And we've got to figure it out. It's share and it's priorities. And I'm not into dropping bombs ever on anybody for any reason. You especially don't do it on maternity wards. What is wrong with these people that have their authority and their power? They're, they're sick. And we have to name it. And that's the hard work. It's the hard work. We've got to weave the guard and we got to watch out for our fellow guardians of the spirit, the journalists. I'm so grateful for Casey Wax and for Amy Goodman and Ralph Nader and those of us are puppies. You know, we're little puppies hanging on to our lights. All right. <laughs> as, I have, we're, as we're going down the river. I let have, you go, but I'd like to see tidal power, energy from the sea, but I'm scared to let go. I have ideas about how to do it, but I don't want it to become like an oil field. Yeah, yeah. You know, where they just exploit it and take it for, yeah, we got to figure out how to go slow. And what happens if we just did it just local, like, like when, at the Fort Bragg Mill? I think have one little cove, whatever it is. I, I'm from Casper, and I don't want you to mess with this abalone or the seaweed or the, you know, the seals and the sea lions. And it's precious and wonderful, and we got to watch over it. And be guardians. Hey, yeah, thanks. So, thanks for the thanks call. Bye bye. That caller didn't hang on. Let's see if this one's there. Oops, that one didn't call. Call back, callers. We just had full lines a second ago. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Oh, hi. I heard about those new batteries a few days ago on the radio by MIT uh-huh. has test, has tested them and they've been on. Uh, Oops. A couple. Sounds like you're dropping out. Oh, and, and uh, they're, they're making, they're using for solar energy, uh, renewable energy. They're, they're large. They're not too large in the size of a washing machine or something. And they've put them in the basement for storing solar energy. Well, uh, certainly if they're a solid electrolyte, we wouldn't have any issue with uh, off-gassing and ventilation requirements that the lead-acid batteries have, but neither yeah, do yeah. standard lithium-ion batteries. Yeah, uh, they replace the lead-acid lead uh, How do they compare in cost and performance with uh, the lithium-ion batteries that are taking over the lead-acid market? Well, that's what they have to do. Well, they're not lead acid. They're right, they're right. All, but there's there's an, there's another battery that's taking over the lead acid market as we yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got the electrolyte, but it's all plastic. Otherwise, I think I think was what he was was saying, and um, and those are more like a car battery. 
that's what I heard on the radio a few days All ago. Right. All right. Um, well, at, at the MIT stage, it's probably not on the market yet, but it may be coming soon. T- sounds like investor uh, research is required. This the smaller ones can be. Uh, they're just testing it, starting to get that all tested uh, for service. Or I think they already they've got the they got, but they're gonna uh, get them a tri- trial period. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep, and see what their longevity is, and do they do they sustain themselves? Which is often a problem yeah. with new battery technologies is they don't last as long as they hoped, but. I've been promised miracle batteries so many times over the past 30 years. I'm probably overly skeptical, and and there's going to be a handful of miracle batteries come out that that I will approve of, but I'll be late late to catch the boat because I've seen so many other broken promises on the battery front. They know they work, so they just get them down is what the thing is now yeah ultimately it's you know how much do they cost per kilowatt hour of cycling and what's their environmental impact yep uh well Uh, i'll do some reading that's what i heard (laughs) i'll do some reading thank you bye-bye 895-2448 if you want to join the conversation at the renewable energy hour and talk about anything related to renewable energy um haven't had any troubleshooting questions. Haven't had any, uh, well, we did have some new technology suggestions. Polymer electrolyte batteries. Organic, ionic, plastic, crystal, polyethylene oxide, solid polymer electrolytes. Applications in all solid state lithium batteries. So this actually is a lithium battery. It's just using a solid Conductive polymer electrolyte between the two plates, which wouldn't surprise me if that made it a lot more stable and potentially more longer lived. And my guess is that's what they're shooting for, but I'm going to have to do some more research. If you don't want me to randomly talk about things I don't know about, you need to call 895-2448, ask a question, make a comment. Point out another interesting technology you've heard of recently. Keep me from singing Christmas carols in June. I was sure that was going to make the phones light up. No, I promise I won't sing any Christmas carols. I won't sing at all. But I may put on some music. 895-2448. Call into the Renewable Energy Hour. You got a conservation tip? You got uh, a review of an electric vehicle you bought recently? Hey, Tom, I know you bought an electric vehicle recently. Are you listening? How's it working out? Are you having uh, adequate charging stations? Here's a call for us. Thank you. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Well, I do have another question. Is (laughs) our new studio in uh, Ukiah going to be solar-powered? Yes, they're working on it. Uh, uh, Tom Tom Dow brought me out to look at it and figure out what the best place for that would be, and I think they're seriously looking at doing battery backup as well, uh, uh-huh. as well as a generator backup to back up the batteries so that they could have, you know, long-duration power even in the event of, you know, the big earthquake with a week of power outage or something like that. They could still be online. 
Is it uh, going to be on on the grid? Yes, off it, the grid? it's on the grid. It's on grid the grid. Tied. It'll be grid tied, but but you can do grid tied with batteries now. Uh, oh, well, you always could, but uh, uh-huh. but most people didn't because the costs were pretty absurd and there wasn't much benefit beyond the backup power. But uh, that's getting less and less of a ridiculous proposal, and for critical operations like hospitals and fire departments and police stations and and KZYXs. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it makes some sense. I, I think ultimately it's, you know, it's going to be a matter of money. Uh, we did a great job in our fundraising for the, for the building fund, but, yeah. but that's, uh, you know, only a six or something of, of what we need total for this ongoing project. Although they're going for big donors and whatnot, and we hope some of them come through. Oh, um, we hope a lot of them come through. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, but I, I've recently heard that they're trying to make it um, cost you more to be grid tied than if you weren't. Um. The well, certain, is up to certain, certain, certain. Yeah, it's uh, the, the utilities. We had a, a couple shows in the past several or six months uh, on this, and and CPUC is proposing some pretty dastardly new rules for. For the third round of net metering rules for how solar is compensated for connecting. And they're talking about basically taxing you for the electricity you didn't consume. That sucks. That does suck. I am, <laughs> and, and I'm afraid the CPU has this history of being in the, in the utility's pocket. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of fuck scarred in the hen house issue around public utility commissions in general um but but they did get uh shut down in december by huge public outroar uproar against it and uh took some time off when everybody in charge says hey you gotta change some stuff here and uh came back with uh some changed vocabulary but not much of a change in terms of the actual end benefit and pretty much everybody in the industry agrees what they propose goes through it will kill small grid tied solar systems you know small businesses residential it's it's pretty much locking them out and it's all going to be big huge power plants in the middle of the desert and whatnot where we need the open space and we've got lots of open space on our roofs and it's absurd to be making it harder to do solar now especially especially in california now that the rest of the country is basically following california's original lead of doing proper net metering um i i can understand adjusting the rules somewhat so that uh solar users pay a fair share of the transmission line costs because they're making use of them um but uh but this proposal is over the top and they're using some serious misinformation and dubious studies and conclusions to to justify it. Are they tied in with P- with PG&E? Are who tied in? This California Public Utility Commission? Yeah, They're yeah. the ones who regulate PG&E. They're the ones who well, make know, the rules but, PG&E has to follow. But do they have uh, stock in PG&E? I mean, is there funny stuff going on between the two of those? Well, PG&E has always had influence, um, and they're they're a big stakeholder in in being regulated. So PG&E has always had influence. Um, 
And, you know, once upon a time, there used to be members of all the big utilities on the commission. I don't think that's the case anymore, so there's a little more room to put public pressure on them than there used to be. But uh, but they have always listened to the utilities more than, than, yeah. than what seemed appropriate. And the utilities are pumping out some mega, mega propaganda. Propaganda, and, yeah, they and the, get that. And the CPU's either buying it or taking the bribe. I'm not sure which. Yeah, probably. Okay, thanks for the call, Barbara. Anyway, okay, bye. Bye-bye. Hello, caller, you're live on the air. Hi, Doug, this is Jamie again. Hey, Jamie. Yeah, just really quick, just a little further information on the, the plastic battery. The It was on uh, Science Friday just uh, a few days ago. All right. Uh, on the Flato, and he was interviewing this guy who was really, you know, you know, um, pushing. I mean, he was really enthusiastic about it. Anyway, obviously. Well, what, what, anyway, what were the positives? The basic thing, the, basic thing, the, the pros are that it's super safe. Uh, and, um, you know, I mean, you could puncture it and nothing leaks out and... And they're very stable, and also they're they're running longevity tests now, and they're they're wondering if they'll be able to get to a definitive test because they're, he's theorizing that it could go for, you know, thirty, forty years or something. Sweet. I mean, it, okay, that, that that's, a, that's, that's what I was hoping when hearing when hearing about yeah, a solid yeah. electrolyte. I said, oh, that and maybe it's the yeah. stability and the longevity of the battery right. that's going to be the breakthrough on right. these. Did they talk but about the, costs? The downside. The downside uh, is that they're big, and you know I think you know he, he was talking about the main application they're working towards is this would be like massive backup for grid for grid infrastructure, mm-hmm. you know like you know so it would be you know massive solar you'd be able to store it would be a big you know be for big applications. Oh, but although it could it, it could work in a house. Yeah, anyway, they were talking uh, about you know washing machine size battery bank, yeah. which which is but, smaller but than most off grid lead acid. Like, it sounded like the thrust of what they were, you know, trying to, you know, get into the market as, you know, for major uh, grid applications. So anyway, but uh, so it's not, you could look it up or listen to it on, on the jukebox. Yep. It's on www.jukebox or dot jukebox dot dot org. Oh, there you go. Or go to kzwax.org and click on the archive jukebox link on the home page. Yeah. And go to Science Friday. What's that? Three o'clock on Friday afternoon. Yeah, three o'clock. Right, three o'clock Friday. No, I will. I will go listen to it over the weekend here. Okay, I gotta go. Thanks, Jamie. We'll see you shortly. Yeah, right. That was Jamie Roberts, who's going to be taking over the captain's chair here in about a half an hour. Uh, doing uh, uh, radiogram, uh, spoken word, and fun music just shortly after this show. Um, 895-2448, if you've got a renewable energy-related idea, question, comment, curiosity. 895-2448. I could, I could read you this... Uh, chemistry gobbledygook I've got up on the screen. Oh, this caller's saving me from doing that to you. <laughs> Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Hey, I want to put in a plug for the gravity storage system. I think that's uh, simple and reliable and not dangerous. Now, are you talking hydroelectric or are you, are you talking the one we were talking about uh, a couple months ago on the air with a guest? 
Not not hydroelectric. The 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 big stone cylinder. Okay, well that one actually is hydroelectric, but but it's not you know using natural water running downhill. Right. Yeah, I understand how it works, and I think it. I I think it's elegant. For for those of you who missed that show, it was uh, a cool company we had on uh, about two months ago, um, yeah. and they were basically talking about. Uh, Coring out a big piston in solid rock, um, you know, potentially, you know, football fields in diameter, and uh, and encasing it in a, in a steel sheathing so that seals could be made around it, and letting and and having it be about half the height of the hole that's cored out, and. Uh, when there's excess electricity from the grid, from renewables producing more than what's needed by the grid, instead of storing it in a chemical reaction in a battery that wears out pretty easily, um, to send that extra electricity into pumps that would pump water below that big stone cylinder and lift the stone cylinder up and... As long as they've got excess electricity, they can keep lifting it up. And then at other hours, when when there's not too much renewable energy available, and we would normally be firing up, you know, coal plants and and gas-powered plants, uh, that you could allow the stone cylinder to start sinking and taking the energy of that huge mass slowly falling, which is releasing gravitational potential energy, basically allowing the pressurized water underneath the weight of that thing to squirt backwards through the same pump that lifted it up, but in reverse, that pump becomes a hydro turbine and generates electricity. And they've done it on a modest scale, and they were looking at uh, finding finding locations and investors to to show that it's quite feasible on a large scale and and I'm I'm with the caller that that was pretty exciting and and looks way longer lived and more cost effective than 37 bazillion exotic chemistry batteries doing the job of taking the excess and putting it out when there's a shortage yep I agree with that. You, um, God, I don't even I, remember then. Oh, I think it was gravity battery. Search, search, search on gravity battery if you got access to the internet, and I bet you. I've, I've already that. done that and seen the picture. It's it's uh, very simple. Um, I have an, another question. If I were to get a uh, a large lithium ion uh, battery for my solar system, a forty eight volt, uh, ten or fifteen kilowatt hour battery. Can you take those batteries way down without damaging their lifetime? Yeah, quite a bit further down than than lead acid batteries, yes. Um, but and they'll they'll talk about cycling them a hundred percent. But most people, honest about it, you know, they're gonna cycle it between you know maybe twenty percent charged and ninety percent charged to get the most cost effective lifespan out of the battery. So you don't well, want what, you don't want to overcharge them. That's that's a risk that wasn't as much of a deal with the lead acid batteries, um, but they can be run quite a bit deeper. So you end up with a much smaller battery bank because you can use more of what you got, and uh, 
and and you don't have to keep up with watering it, which is a yeah. huge factor for a lot of people who've forgotten and ruined a three thousand or ten thousand dollar battery bank because they weren't paying attention, and that ceases to happen here. You do sort of need electronic equipment, your charge controller and your inverter need to have voltage windows and programmable parameters that that match them because they're not the same parameters as lead acid batteries do you know what do you know what brands of charge controller inverter you have and how old they are uh i have a fairly old 48 volt trace sine wave inverter that's probably an sw4048 yeah, that's uh, that's what and, uh, I still have at home. I'm I'm both embarrassed and proud to say it's a twenty year old inverter. More than that, even. Uh, now your your comment about not taking them below twenty percent or above ninety percent. That's what Tesla recommends about their lithium ion yep, battery. Yep, yep. Tesla is pretty honest about that, and actually, that that's one trigger. If you see them encouraging you to do 100% cycling in their marketing, I would avoid that company. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh, you know, a true 60% cycling on a daily basis, these guys can handle, whereas the lead-acid batteries, you know, you're typically talking 15 20% cycling on a daily basis and a 50% cycling, you know, in a pinch. And so 50% cycling on lead-acid batteries. In a pinch. You don't want to be doing that daily or they won't last that long. Yeah. Um, so the, the most common ways that, that off-grid solar system size batteries, it usually ends up that the daily cycling is about 20% of the battery's capacity. I see. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. All right. Hey, All th- right, thanks. Thank thanks you. for the show. Mm-hmm, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Eight nine five two four four eight. The lines are open. If you've got a renewable energy inspiration, interest, question, confusion, eight nine five two four four eight. And yeah, I won't threaten you with uh, reading the chemistry of this abstract. ACS Publications on Organic Ion Plastic Crystal Polyethylene Oxide Solid Polymer Electrolytes. But I have picked up enough that it is a lithium-ion battery. It's just that they've managed to make the electrolyte a stable solid instead of a liquid, which is a little more dynamic and potentially the source of some of your problems. Like Jamie was saying, you could puncture it and it won't leak. Um... And I believe most lithium ion are alkali. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Certainly phosphate in there. Uh, anyhow, uh, no, no random chemistry musings. Hopefully, something more solid. Something inspired by a listener who's calling eight nine five two four four eight. Or perhaps we'll end the show with some music. Jamie will have lots of time to get his discs all set up and ready to go. 895-2448, the Renewable Energy Hour. I'm Doug Livingston. I'm here solo tonight, which is why I'm desperately asking for callers to call in, as this gracious caller did. 
because you don't want to hear me just randomly talking by myself. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Thanks for the call. Oh, hi. Um, I just actually had my uh, inverter, or my yeah, my inverter blow up yesterday. Oh, ouch! Um, it yeah, just it just did it spontaneously, or is something specific cause it? I honestly didn't have my tester on me. I have no idea what happened. I, I'm going with the assumption that maybe some kind of rain got in it. But, uh, yeah, it arced, and there was lots of... The smoke came out of it, and there was a lot of it. Yeah, you can't um, you can't get the smoke back in, and it needs the smoke to work. Yeah, I, I think I, I figured that one out. <laughs> Luckily, I had an extra one. Like, an old uh, Alpac, uh, FX or whatever. And, yeah, an, an early FX, all right. Um, but I guess my question is, uh, I got... What kind of batteries do I have? They're... Like the lithium ion, they came out of a, a leaf, and this huh. guy paralleled them into a series, so it's 48 volts, uh, three banks of seven, and it, it, it keeps like just shutting down, but not that often. It's like I don't know. I, I just I just left Coyote Valley, uh, got some gas, and turned on the radio, and heard you talking about solar. I was like, well, I should have something, um, and. Uh, but uh, you're talking about the cycling. So what kind of cycling can I do with that? I don't really even know. I mean, I'm yeah, just, I'm not sure either on yours. You probably don't even have a battery management system on those cells, do you? Because most. Oh, no, it has a weird little. It has a weird little uh, LCD controlling thing, and I'm keeping it between three point nine and four point. Okay, that's 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 that is a battery management system. You're, they're referring to the cell voltage there, the individual cells. Um, yeah, and uh, and yeah, more power to you. You're using a used car's uh, old batteries, and and they're yeah. they're actually I'm hearing more and more about that market because when when a person driving an electric car when their battery drops to 80 percent of its original capacity they think oh god i you know i can only go 80 percent as far as i used to and that's a deal killer for them but they've still got a lot of life in them at that point even though they're thinking about throwing them out and and so there's a market for using those in stationary applications where you know hell let's just get another 25 percent more battery and and keep the same capacity and go for another 10 years um so uh was your question about you know what should you get or how do you cycle it well i I, i've had it up and running for like six months i had a a friend of mine was a what a solar contractor and he hooked up this whole thing it had four of the fx things wired together it's supposed to be 220 and then he blew up my inverter because he crossed Messed, he messed the whole thing up. <laughs> and then moved. And this is a professional so, solar guy, huh? I hope he bought you a new yeah, inverter. Yeah, he, he used to run Synergy Electric, and then he sold it to somebody, and I mean, it was like, it was bad news. But, uh, yeah, so he blew up a bunch of my stuff, and, uh, and then moved. And so I've had to figure it out. So I'm running, like, 136-hundred-watt uh, inverter, and, and that way I got it to work. So... But, I, I didn't but, know but you've lost it. you've lost your two forty. Well, yeah, we I never had two forty. Oh, never even got hooked up to ever work. 
I like paid him all this money to do this. Oh, 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 oh! I'm so sorry. Uh, have you yeah, con- have you have you considered taking him to small claims court? Uh, we didn't pull any permits, and it's up on Spyrock, so that's yeah. not going to happen. All right. Ouch! <laughs> ouch! Ouch! Um, so, but, uh, buyer, uh, buyer, I, beware. I thing, you know about using these leaf batteries, and um, so I don't know. I mean, how much? How many amp hours or whatever is supposed to be working on it? Because I'm only really running it to run maybe a thousand watts at night for two hours, and then during the day, I'm just trying to run my well. But I don't even know what it can do because it shuts off every once in a while. It's just like, just click off. Yeah, you probably got too low for whatever reason. Um, uh, do you have any sort of battery amp hour or percent full meter? I do not. Uh, I, 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 I got the Mate 3, and I didn't know if I hooked the Mate 3 up to the Ethernet somehow. If I'd buy something like that if someone smart could tell me what's going on. I wire houses. I can't. I, I've been having a wrapping my head around the solar stuff that is just going. What does does the Mate Three have an S on it? The Mate Three have a, it has the Ethernet port. Okay, okay. Uh, so that one can talk if you've got internet at the site. Um, I, I do. Um, it can talk, um, and the the Outback folks have a a battery monitor system i don't know if you have that no i and that, got and, that little that's on the uh on the leaf um you might you might go online and look at uh the way various different you know uh lithium ion manufacturers specifically tell you to program your outback equipment for their batteries even though you don't have their batteries nobody's going to have one for the for the used leaf batteries you're talking about. But I bet you there are a bunch of hints and tips on how to cycle them properly and whatnot that would make sense reading, you know, say Simplify Battery. You know, go to Simplify Battery and search on Outback Equipment. And they have some documents that that tell you how to program your equipment to maximize the longevity of their lithium-ion batteries. And I bet you it's pretty applicable to the leaf batteries. Okay, because I think that's what I need to... To deal with because it's not like set up for lithium ion or anything. I, I, oh, you I nobody ever reprogrammed them for the lithium ion voltage set points. That's critical. I, I, I have the set points in, and I have to keep altering them whenever it shuts off. So I have to drop it low enough to kick on the inverter to make the whole system work so it can charge back up. Because once it drops below a certain voltage, like if it's cloudy for three days then it like shuts the whole system down and I have to bring the, bring it down where it'll kick on at like 2.9 or something as opposed to where it's supposed to right. shut off it. Like do, you, do you have a backup generator? Oh, yeah, I do have a generator, but I'm afraid because it says to put in the generator, but can I really just hook up the generator and run it in there and it's not going to fry anything? Would it charge the battery? I, I, I don't know. What the yeah, matter. yeah, your, your, your Outback Inverter is once upon a time, uh, have built-in battery chargers, and it has an AC input for the generator, and it will automatically sense when generator power is 
live on its input it will turn off the inverter connect the generator power to your loads and connect the generator powers to an onboard battery charger but it's important that you program the inverter set points as well as your your solar charge controller set points to appropriate voltages for the lithium back and and uh, and that's the sort of stuff that's that's in those documents uh, you know for example from simplify on how to program your Outback system for the Simplify lithium-ion batteries, and I bet you it's pretty similar for for your Leaf. Well, that would be way better if I could just because I have a, it's if I could just put ever the generators on it would charge the battery because I have to run the generator when there's clouds. Cause. Yeah, preferably you do it before the system shuts down. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, you're, a lot. And, and 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 that's one of the useful purposes of having a a battery state of charge meter so that you can be aware. Hey, you know, we're getting down pretty low. Maybe I should fire up the generator before we shut down. Uh, but yeah, you can also that, you can also automate generators. Does your generator have a remote start capability? I I don't know. It's a one of them Honda. You know, the Honda 3000 inverter type. You know, yep, yep. No, that's a nice little inverter. I believe there's an outfit that sells a very easy-to-do two-wire start conversion kit for, you know, 150 bucks or something like that that you can put into that so that the Outback equipment can send a signal to it to tell it to start and run and tell it to turn off when it's good enough before you get to your shutdown point. Well, that would just be a whole other reality. <laughs> <laughs> so far out there at Spyrock, I can't get anybody to come out and help me. And I'm just like, so, I mean, I'm, uh, you, you know, I'm taking you, classes, electrical theory classes. I'm wired hotels and hospitals. Uh, I'm not actually any yeah, of I'm, fire department. I, I like figure I can get out, but I'm like, this negative ground system is, yeah. Uh, do you, I, I wish my co-host Alex Aragon was here today because he's not that far from you, and I bet you he'd consider coming up Spy Rock to look at what you got. He'd probably think it was pretty cool, but he may not have time. I don't know. Uh, he's he's based in Willits, and he's a licensed contractor, and uh, probably busy. He's, Very busy. He is busy. He is busy. I know he is, and so busy he couldn't be here tonight. Well, that's good for him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, good. I, I, I get on the Simplify system and uh, their their website and Outback and try to figure that one out because that's a lot. That, what you just said would save me a lot of hassle. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had they had some pretty good documents on how to program the Outback equipment for for their lithium ion batteries, and I expect yours are pretty similar set points. In fact, that's as good as you got to go on. Okay, I'm I'm going to give that a shot. I'll be playing with that. Two hours. All right. Good okay. luck. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Sure enough. And don't and don't forget to look at uh, look up two wire start for your model generator. And I bet you find somebody who's got a kit that can convert okay. that yeah. can convert that so that a signal from the Outback equipment could tell it to start based on parameters you program based on yeah. based on that uh, that simplify document. Okay. I will look at. Simplify Outback. Yeah. All right. Happens. Good luck. I hope it's better than your than your previous solar experience. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you much. Bye bye.
Got time for another call or two, 895-2448. If you want to join the Renewable Energy Hour discussion of any Renewable Energy Hour topic you got in mind. Otherwise, I'm going to give... Uh, Give Jamie some extra time to get in here and get settled with some music to finish off the show. Um, but I won't do that for another minute. If anybody calls in the next minute, we will. Oh, that was the page I wanted. There's somebody calling. Hello, you're live on the air. Hi, Douglas. It's Johanna. Hey, Johanna. Um, you, you prompted me... Um, to call in by mentioning this two-wire start kit for the Honda generator. I just, I just want to emphasize how much of a, um, how much of a comfort factor that is. Uh, if, you know, if you have to use a generator, like, you know, usually, usually the, the time that, that the generator needs to come on is like 10 o'clock at night or <laughs> 5 o'clock at night. Well, and you, and you have to and be I paying just, attention. Yeah, and there's a storm outside, and you don't want to, you know, and uh, so so you either end up putting the generator way too close to the house so that it's too loud, even with a Honda, you know, they do make some noise, uh, even with a quiet one, um, you know, or you <laughs> hike through the rain to turn on your generator. And so um, I am so glad I discovered, you know, when I installed my system that, that there was this and and it's it's a it's a very thin wire that runs from the generator yep, no, to the just, house. Yeah, phone gauge and, wire. Yeah, and a little button, you know. So if you look at your trimetric and you're seeing that your battery's reaching a certain level, you know, I walk out in the hallway, I push one button, oh, okay. and the generator, yeah, and the generator that's like a long, long ways away comes on, and I can just barely yeah. hear it come on. That, that's what we would call a remote start. Uh, but we were going one past that. We were talking about automatic start, having yeah. having the solar equipment tell the generator when to start and not have to rely on a person to push a button. But it, either way, it's better than trudging out in the rain and uh, or bringing the generator way too close to the house. It lets it let, and it lets you put the generator further away from mm -hmm. the house without you know increasing your discomfort factor. <laughs> So, so I just I just want to you know put that out there for anybody who's not aware that that's a possibility. Not all um, generators can deal with that, but uh, yeah, but yeah. but the Hondas I think the Hondas as of a certain size can certain size and a yep, certain age. Yep. Yeah, mine yeah. is mine is like you know more than I don't know how old. It's more than a decade old, and it right. has had that feature. Back and, and yours yours doesn't work on a two wire start. It's actually a three or four wire start, um, which more of the solar equipment couldn't interface easily with. Um, but I know that some of the inverter generators that are so popular from Honda nowadays, there's there's a little kit you can get to convert it to run off of a two-wire signal that is built into most modern solar equipment that, to tell the generator to start. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't mind having this started, you know, by pushing a button. Well, in the I, house, I'm know. a fa I'm a fan of off-gridders being aware of their system state yeah. of charge so more power to you right and you and you know there are there are days or nights when you just don't want to run the generator because you know it's hot and dry and windy mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and even though you have a spark arrestor and it's all in a safe place and everything you don't want to fire you know, it out. yeah you want control yeah. i understand yeah exactly so 
So manual for me is the way to go, but I just love not having to leave the house to start my generator. All right. Thanks for the call, Johanna. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Two, two, two programmers calling in tonight. Now, I'm afraid our phone lines are full, but we're getting down to less than what one phone call would take. And plus, I always like to promise a, a little leeway time for Jamie Roberts coming up so that we can switch captain chairs. So I always put on a little bit of music. I'm going to put on a little Leonard Cohen tonight and uh, let Jamie get in the captain's chair. And right after that will be uh, the uh, the wild plant spot, a little two-minute spot. This week it's on Chaparral Clematis Maricella. And I don't know that plant. And right after that will be Jamie Roberts with Radiogram. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.